Okay, so first of all, to the anonymous sponsor, the learning and the breakfast this morning, Shvili Lezecha Nishma, Sarah Yuta, Bas, Ephraim, and Achamendel, Shosh of Aliyah. And with that, Chef Abracha Batzlacha should go to that person, the person's family, Okila, Olokal Yisrael. Okay, so it's a little bit late. So, and I know if you notice the page that you have in front of it, there's a lot of words on it. But you shouldn't be too worried. It's, uh, it's not going to be so difficult this morning. It's not going to be so complicated. This is, what I'm thinking is that this morning will be a little bit of a, of a, of a completion of uh, the Shtickle mini-series that we've been doing the past, the past couple weeks, the past few weeks, about the Indian of the mitzvah of a soldier not to be afraid in battle. The Isra, the, the law of the Lysa in the Torah, of Layirch Levavchem, for the soldier not to be afraid. So, so just to, be, to, to sort of sum up what we've been talking about until now, is the past two shir and what we've established was, we start with the Rambam, Halacha, and so on. It's Kedai Techazir, if you don't remember. But the, the Yisada Dover was, is that this Isser of not to be afraid, it's not just telling a person not to be afraid. It's a, it's a responsibility. It's, first, the first two weeks ago, what we established was that it's a Chiv on the soldier to be completely focused and to put himself to the side and all of his personal inyanim and family and inyanim, put it all to the side and dedicate himself solely, completely to the mission of the war. And the war itself is, by, by Yidin, the war is always about Yichra Hashem, about Hashem's name, about spreading truth and Yiddishkeit to the world. So in other words, the mitzvah is to put himself and to put himself to the side and dedicate himself completely to Yichra Hashem. And tell it cost, to be mavatu himself completely to Yichra Hashem. That was what the Yisrael of the Mitzvah was. We saw this in the Rambam. And what we saw further was that that itself is called the Nitzachin of the war, Bepnimius. Because every single enemy is just a manifestation of the Yitzhahara from within. And the Pnimius of all the Yitzhahara is really one's own Yeshus and Gaiva, one's own personal self interest. So the more a person can put himself to the side and dedicate himself and be mavatu himself to the Rabbanish Shloilam, and as it expresses itself in the soldier giving himself over to the mission, that itself means that he's being menetzeach, the, the enemy from within. And once there's an itzachin pnimi, then it's only a matter of time until there's an itzachin chitzaini. That's what we saw. That's what we saw. Then last week we took it a step further. That not only, that not only is there a mitzvah on the soldier not to be afraid to focus himself and to give himself over to the mission, what we saw last week was is that the part of that mitzvah is for the, is for the soldier to, be, to, to, be, to have a madrig of bitachin, where not only is he trusting in Hashem that everything that happens to him is bahashkach pratis, but to have bitachin that everything's going to be good and he's going to be menatzeach. And we explained where is that bitachin coming from and what does that have to do with the general love of, of bitl, of giving oneself over to the mission. What we explained was, based on the Lashem, is that that inning of bitachin, of a soldier or a Jew for that matter, being able to say, everything's going to be fine, it's not going to be fine. That's not coming from a place of, uh, of being silly or, 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 cat, or, or just you know, not uh, taking seriously life. That's coming from a much deeper place of bitl. It's coming from, see, see the first madriga that we saw of, of a lack of fear in the Sormak tradition, that's called Bittal Hayesh. This is how I'm going to, I'm adding a few things right now, so you bear in mind. The first madriga of Bittal that corresponds to the actual lav of not to be afraid, that's called Bittal Yesh. What does Bittal Yesh mean? Bittal Yesh means that there, there is a still a you, there is a Yesh. But there's a yesh mishabato. There's a someone that is nullifying himself. So in other words, the soldier is thinking, I have a family, I have my inyanim, I have 
ground that I stand on, but I'm going to put all that to the side, and I'm going to focus myself exclusively on Yichr Hashem, on Hashem's name, which is what the war is about. So there's, there's a me, but I'm putting myself to the side to be mavatal myself to Hashem. That's the first madrig of what's called Bittal Yesh. But then the next level is Bittal B'Mitziyas. What's Bittal B'Mitziyas? Bittal B'Mitziyas is, uh, the soldier says, there's no me. There's no ground that I stand on. My entire existence is just a matana from heaven. And that's where we saw from the legend, that's exactly where this bitachin comes from. Because once you think, I mean, because why does a person, why would we ever think that we're not going to get good things from Hashem? Because we don't deserve it. Oh, it means you're thinking about you. It means that you're thinking that you're so important. And everything that you get is because you deserve it. And now you're thinking, I don't deserve X, Y, Z. So, Mel, I'm not going to get it. Why are you being machsh of yourself so much? Everything that you have until now has just been a matanam in a shemaim. I, uh, I exist. There's such a thing as, as nature. There's such a thing as spiritual nature. And spiritual nature says you earn, you have to do a vaydis Hashem, and then you get reward. The Jewish people are lamal ma'ateva. We're above nature, both physical nature and spiritual nature as well. Like I mentioned last week, Avram and Sarah gave birth to Yitzchak Avinu already when it was not b'derech ha'teva. Because that's the message. So even the very thought of thinking that maybe I'm not going to get Shefa Brachavatzlacha is itself coming from a place of Yeshus. Now it's not an ugly arrogance. Doesn't seem arrogant, but as it is arrogant. Because it's thinking that everything I do get, I deserve. So if I'm not getting it, if I don't deserve it, I'm not going to get it. Well, so the next, then, then the, the, again, so the first madrega of not being afraid is just bital yesh. I'm putting my self-interest to the side. That's very, very nice. That's a high level. But the next level is, there is no me bechlal. There's no me. I'm not going to give myself any even spiritual credit for all the things that I have already to then say, maybe I won't get future things because I don't deserve it. Eh, everything you have is matan and to begin with. So what's, and so why do I have it? Because God is good. And God continues to be good. So why wouldn't I continue to get good things? That's where the bitachin comes from. It's from a higher level of bitl, bitl hayesh, and then bitl b'metzias. Your very reality is nullified. That's the next level. Now what we're going to see now <coughs> is we're going to be mamik further. We're going to deepen that, that, that sugi that we, that we had last week of this type of bitachin that the soldier is obligated to feel, which is, everything is going to be good. Trach good and zaykut, that type of thing. Think good and it will be good. Not just everything that happens, but no. It will be good. There's no reason to think otherwise. Everything is a matana anyway. God is good. Every, everything is, in, in other words, this highest level of Bittu B'Metzias is that everything is God's universe anyway. He's doing everything. And we know one of the, 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 that God is good. And He's a mative. And the nature of God, so to speak, so to speak, is to, is to do good. So there's no reason to think that anything will stop. There's no reason to think anything will be held back. So that's the highest, that's a higher madrega. We're going to talk about this more, how this moves from a soldier into every single yid. Because that was part of the discussion we had last week, which is, okay, this is revolving around a soldier in battle. Because we understand, again, and appreciate this, that this is, we spoke about, the, I, one last thing to think about is to, to explain again. This is all part of, why is this essential to a soldier? Because again, the job of a soldier is to experience a victory, the panemius, on the inside, and the mela of them it'll, it'll manifest itself outwardly. What does it mean to have a victory, the panemius? It means overcoming one's yetsahara. And what's the root of the yetsahara? Yeshus and gaiva, ego, and self-interest. So the more the soldier goes through the process of bittel, first bittel hayesh, 
and then bittel b'mitzias, the more automatically that's called an itzach emfimi. That's called a victory on the inside, and it only manifests itself further on the outside to have a victory. Now, what we explained last week was is that that higher level of bittel b'mitzias of literally. It's mamish all. It's all the rabbanish and There is no bichlal. Everything I had until now was not because I deserved it anyway, and because of that, I have confidence that the matanis will continue because I have no reason to think not like that. Because I don't want to give myself so so much credit in the cheshbon of of gifts to put myself in a position where as if I have what to do with it at all. So that bitachin we saw is the conquering, is the victory over Amalek. Now, if you remember, because right, we saw that the beginning of Amalek came because the Jewish people started questioning, you know, is Hashem with us or not? In other words, where are we holding? Do we deserve to have the man continue tomorrow? Do we deserve to have the bear of Miriam continue tomorrow? Do we deserve to have the Anani Akavit continue tomorrow? Which sounds like a religious question. But Bemis, it's coming from a, from a sense of ego. So that was the avoid of Bittal B'Mitzias to conquer Amalek. Now, this, to, put it, to put the puzzle pieces a little bit more together, every enemy that we have on the outside... It could be this, this nation, it could be that nation. It's all a reflection of a Yetzar from within. And the truth is, that Yetzar on the inside, which is uh, Mayav, or Amain, or Edlaim, or whatever it is, Be'emes, Be'emes, it's Amalek. Be'emes, Amalek. So Amalek is racist, Gaimah says in Pasuk. Amalek is the, is, the, is the beginning of all nations. In other words, when you see an enemy, first what you see is whatever the nation might be, or whatever that particular Yetzar might be the ego that's manifest in that particular Yetzirah. But the Pnimi is, it's really Amalek. And so this is the process. A full Nitzachan for the enemy is that first you have to do Bittal Hayesh, which is dealing with that particular more external, not, it's, it's still on the inside, but the, but the Amma in Mayav V'chulu. But then you get to Bittal B'Mitzias, which is that you conquer the Amalek within that, within that nation. You follow this? And so this is the two-step process. First you conquer uh, Moyav by putting your self-interest to the side and focusing on the mission. That's, being, that's Bittal Hayesh. But then you destroy the Amolek within that Moyav, which comes from Bittal B'Mitzis, of having that Bitochen and not allowing yourself to ask the question of Hayesh Shember Kerbenu Moyav. So let's, now that, that's why these madrigars are so essential for a soldier, because a soldier is fighting these wars. So he has to fight, he has to, he has to vanquish the Moyev, and he has to vanquish the Amolek Sheba Moyev. He has to vanquish the Plishtim, and he has to vanquish the Amolek Sheba Plishtim. So he vanquishes the Moyev and the Plishtim and Amayin and so of that initial outer expression of the enemy through Bittal Hayesh, but then he defeats the Amolek within the enemy through Bittal B'Mitzis. That's why we find that the first attack we had from by the Jewish people was Amalek, but then later on, when we get to closer to Eretz Yisrael, that uh, it says in Pasuk, the Chazal interpreted, that Amalek attacked us again, but all of a sudden, this second attack, they were wearing the clothing of another nation. And so we didn't even know who we were dealing with. So we had to just dive into Hashem, whoever these people are, let us be Matzliach. Because that, that's, there's a sight in that, because that's what Amalek does. Amalek, rarely does Amalek ever show his head straight. It's usually enclosed in other nations, but uh, that's always what we have to deal with. So that's what the soldier does, all in the way of destroying the enemy. Now, let's see Marmaka number one. There's a, as you'll see, it's a long piece, but it's, it's a good... The reason I could, have, I could have whittled this down, not only did I whittle it down, but I also made it smaller font than usual because I wanted to give it... It's just that there's a piece from Rapsodic Akain and it's just like Swedish sugar. So it's good I just to uh, see it. It's just like... It's just beautiful. So Ratzadik in Sefer HaZichran is page 48. So he's talking about this, and he doesn't talk about soldiers and the whole Torah that we were talking about until now, but this idea of bitachin, 
of a Jew having confidence, not just that everything that happens is Bashkach HaPratis, but to trust in the loving kindness of Hashem and to, and to believe that everything's going to be good for you. That Indian of Bitachin. So Ratzadik over here is talking about how this is, how we see in Chazal, this is an obligation, not just on soldiers, but on every single Yid. So he says like this, So the Gemara says in Saita, A person that has food in the cupboard. So you, you, you look in the cupboard, you have what to eat. But he says to himself, What's going to be with tomorrow? So I have food right now, but I don't know what's going to be with tomorrow. That's a person of small faith. So Ratzavik says, What's the Lush in Katnayamana, small faith? You have faith, you don't have faith. So it says Ratzavik, as we're going to see right now, that that's a code word. Whenever you find in Chazal the description of something or a person that's Katnayamuna, small faith, that means he believes, and he believes in Ashkach Pratis, but he doesn't have the Betachin we're talking about that everything's going to be okay. That's called, a, that's faith. He has faith. He believes in the, he has Betachin of the Chazanish, as you remember, right? But he doesn't have the Betachin of the Balsham, the Betachin of the Lesh, the Betachin of a soldier, that's Katnayamuna. So says we're talking about this. Vidik Gubizem Mikatniyamun. Chazal used this term, a small faith. We're not saying the person doesn't have a munna. Every yid is a mammon. So we're not talking about someone that doesn't have a munna. The Gemara is not even going to address such a person. We're talking about someone that has a munna, but his faith is immature, underdeveloped. It's small. What, is, what do I mean? So, so, so he says, It's not like a person doesn't believe in Hashem and doesn't believe that Hashem gives parnas. Of course, uh, the person's a mammon, 100%. But the problem is, this person sees Chorban Beis Hamikdash. That's what the, the context of the Gemara Saita is talking about after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, where people, Bechlal, their Amunah is, is, is shaken up. So what does this person see? The person sees his life. As if, doesn't always work out. His life is kilu hefker. It's a... Uh, the person thinks that that maybe his avarice is going to cause him problems. Maybe my own shortcomings is going to stop me from having parnasa tomorrow. I have parnasa today. There's food in the cupboard. But I don't know what's going to be tomorrow. Maybe I won't deserve it tomorrow. And there'll be a lack of Hashem... Being mashkiach in my life, it is not 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 paying attention, but hashkoch in this context means hashpa. Maybe the rabbanu shalom will not be mashpia on me. And he doesn't believe in himself that the rabbanu shalom would would continue to look up, to gaze upon him with good eyes. That's what's called an immature faith. That's what's called small faith. Because a person has to believe that even after the and you could have all the evidence in the world that your that averis do cause problems. You could prove all of that from history. A real amuna means a fully developed amuna means that with all that, not to not to allow that to, to blind. To, to block your amuna from thinking and realizing that the Rebbe Shalom loves me and he's going to continue to be made to me and I'm not going to take myself so seriously in terms of thinking that like I can stop the Rebbe Shalom is going to make again in a way of in a way of bittel not in a way of just sitting back and, and being passive as we'll see soon but in a way of bittel now he says an amazing verse he says the Gemara Brachas the Gemara says the Gemara says in Brachas Hamashmiya Koyla Bitfilasa says the Gemara, if a person is davening Shemun and they're davening Shemun loudly, you're davening loud, that it could be heard, that's the term again, the Gemara uses, a person is of small faith, 
Ayin Shem Barashi. So Rashi says, what's so small faith about Davin Shem Esri loudly? Shechai Shishen Gashbarcho Ayin Says Rashi, it's simple pshad. The person is a small faith because he thinks Hashem can't hear a whisper. So you have to raise your voice for Hashem to hear it. That's what Rashi says. So it says, Ratzadik Ubevadei Ein Devreim Lepsayim. Chazalik talking about a fool. Person, you believe in God, you're davening, but you think God can't hear you if you're whispering. What type of shtus is that? That's not called katni amona, that's called a pest, that's called an idiot, that's a fool. The person doesn't, doesn't make any sense. The person thinks that a, a whisper Hashem can't hear, the cold gavoy yishma, but if you raise your voice a little bit louder, then Hashem will hear it. What does that mean? But says something, that's not what the Gemara means. Or that's not, you have to read Rashi deeper. Aval Kavana, the intention is like this. Again, Mekatni Amana. What does the word Mekatni Amana mean? Mekatni Amana means someone that doesn't believe that he is worth, that he is going to be a recipient of Hashem's goodness. Mekatni Amana Ba'atzmai. He doesn't, he's a, he has small faith within, of himself. Like we explained. He doesn't believe that his Tfila is going to be accepted. And he has proof. He looks back at his history. Takai haven't been answered. So he makes the obvious conclusion, which means I wasn't answered yesterday, nor the day before. It's because uh, I don't deserve it. So who's to say I'm going to deserve it now? That thought in the back of the mind is Amalek, and it's Yeshus. It's Kaiva. It's Yeshus. It's arrogance. Well, what do you think? You, why, are you taking your, why are you taking yourself so seriously? I, what happened yesterday to Israel? We'll see, we'll see some of the explanations soon. Okay, but going forward, you have to be a mammon that the Rabbanu Shalom is native, and all he needs is a little keli. Like we saw last week, that the, 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 the Kayin Meshuch Muhammad says to the soldiers, that even if you just said Kriyishma, that's enough for the Nitzach and Hamlachamah to take place, because that's all you need. Just a little kli. Because you, what you're going to receive is not, it's not something that you deserved anyway. It's just a matanam and a shemayim. So you just need a keli, it's uh, something. So you do a tefillah, you do something to make a kli, and you'll get the hashpais. Dover says that it takes a lot of amuna. That even if you don't see your davening being accepted, what you want to be fulfilled, but to still believe that Hashem accepts all tefillahs, and doesn't reject the poverty of a poor person. And when I say poor, says I don't mean poor in finances. I mean poor in action. His mitzvahs are not are not good. His learning is not good. I'm talking about a poor Hashem does not reject a, a poor person. I, you haven't seen it yet. That's where Amunah comes in. To believe that everything that's ever happened to the Jew, to an individual collectively, has always been good. Even though it seems like the opposite. So now it says, that's the meaning of the Gemara. What's, why is this guy Davin Shemesri loud? What's getting him to Davin Shemesri loud? is because deep down, subconsciously, he's questioning whether his davening is worthy to be accepted. And because deep down he's questioning the worthiness of his tefillah, so he's pushing himself, that it means I have to daven starker. And the way, he, the way that, and, and, but that, that push to daven starker is coming from an unhealthy place. It's coming from a place that is putting t- too much credit in his contribution to the system. And so because of that, that that push coming from subconsciously is, put, is compelling him to to daven louder. It's not because he actually believes Hashem can't hear it unless he's louder. That that added hisoyros, which we usually think is a good thing, but when it expresses itself in Shemana Esri being loud, Shemana Esri, Esri is a time of davening where it's all about bittel. The whole Indian of Shemana Esri, 
It's like there's a lot of noise before Shmanesah. Shmanesah is quiet. Because Shmanesah is a place of where you just, you're just giving yourself your bit. You're, you're nullifying yourself before Hashem and allowing Hashem to run things. If at the time of Shmanesah you're talking loud, because, and why are you, you diving Shmanesah loud? Because you feel like uh, you got to do something. That means that, that that's bekat neimana. That's 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 a small that's a small faith. So he says v'rag this hergish of needing of uh, having this need to make your shmanesse more potent. It expresses itself with him, you know, making his voice louder. Say, oh, maybe this is going to do it. Maybe this is going to do a key to do it. People feel this way. But the opposite is true. The listens to your davening and listens to the request of every single person based on who he is. There's a fundamental principle in strengthening Amuna. To believe that Hashem pays attention to you in your impoverished madrega. The same way the Rabbani Shalom is looking positively and with an eye of goodness and of hatava to the greatest of all Jews, that's the same eye that the Rabbani Shalom uses when he's looking at the smallest of all Jews. By the Rabbani Shalom, everyone is the same. And anytime a person feels this lack of faith, it's all coming from Yish. It's all coming from despair. <laughs> that's Ratzadik. Now, Ratzadik, in his classic uh, way of, of, of being a Lamdan, Ratzadik says that he actually feels that there's a new mitzvah in Torah, that's one of the 613, which is Mamish, this Inyan. Until now we had a mitzvah of, on soldiers, says Ratzadik. There's a mitzvah in Chumash obligating every Jew to have this level. Yearly, says Ratzadik, it seems to me, there's in fact a positive mitzvah obligating a Jew to have this madrega of bitachen, of trach good, think good, it'll be good, be positive, and to trust in Hashem, and to trust in the goodness that are coming, and don't take yourself so seriously as if it's all uh, depend, it's all, everything that you have is because you deserve anyway. You don't deserve anything. So, and it's all matanas. This inyan is, is, is actually a mitzvah. It says in Pasuk in Sefer Dvarim, Parashat Dvarim, V'zecharta, it's a little mistake, V'zecharta es kol haderech. It says in Pasuk, Hashem says, Moshe Bena tells us in Hashem's name, V'zecharta es kol haderech. It says Hashem to Moshe to the Jewish people, Remember your journey through the desert. L'man anoischa v'yancha v'arivecha. And remember how you were starving and impoverished and Hashem gave you the man. Laman hadiyacha, to let you know. That a person doesn't live on bread alone. So says Ratzadik, we have a Pasuk in Chumash where Moshe Rabbeinu is commanding us to remember the fact that we were in the Midbar without food and Hashem sent us the man. So the mitzvah is Zechiris Haman, to remember that you need the man. What, is that, what, what does that mean? So Yirish Inyan Mitzvah Zu says Ratzadik to me. It seems that this mitzvah is is about what? Who Abitachin Laani Baanyai is for a poor person to remember in his poverty. Betachlas Oni. We're talking about mamish poor. Shein Loi Malechol. He has no food. He has no food. Yesh Loi Liskar Mimash Asli Yisrael BaMidbar. That Jew has to remember what Hashem did to the Jewish people in the Midbar. That what? Laman and so on. She Yigil Shleimus Amuna Bashkacha Shakol Mashem Isparach. That that Jew has to remember that the Jewish people in the Midbar also were poor. And they also didn't deserve a lot of things. They're Memta Shari and Afal Pikain, the Rabbanishim gave them a ton of that's called Man. So says the Pasuk, Hashem Moshe says to us, remember that experience, because if you ever find yourself in a place of where you're also poor, and you think to yourself, what am I going to eat tomorrow? In other words, uh, I don't deserve the Rabbanishim to give me Man and to give me Parnasa. 
Mechazig yourself, the Rabbana Shalom gave Parnassus to the Jewish people in the Midbar, even though they were poor and they didn't deserve it. He's going to do the same thing for me as well. So he says, Ad Rabba, therefore what you do is, Yarb of Elav, you continue to daven. But don't allow yourself, you have to daven. You have to continue doing it, you have to make kalim. But don't allow yourself to think that such a small person like me, the Rabbana Shalom would never look at positively. That's the mitzvah. No. Yeah. No, so Adrava, the fact that you are that you are receiving gifts from Hashem means that Hashem is mocked of you. But in so terms you of don't deserve it, not because you're you don't deserve it because the reason why we don't deserve it not because I'm bad. I don't deserve it because God is so big. There's nothing I can I can do to force His hand to give it to me. But not because I'm a bad guy. It's just that uh, relative to the matanas that are being given to me, it's uh, above my pay grade. To get the Rabbanishim to do that, but uh, but if he's giving it to me, it's because it's because he loves me. Now, now, Ratzalik does add in this last part. After that pasuk where Moshe says to the Jewish people, "Remember the the man and so on and so forth," then what's the next pasuk? The Shemart is Mrs. Hashem. Then Moshe says, "And remember the mitzvahs of Hashem to keep them." In other words, says Ratzalik, that's balancing this. Lahazer al shmiras klala mitzvahs to warn us and to be mechazik again that you have to keep mitzvahs. Why? Kebetech b'Hashem because someone that we're talking about trusting in Hashem's kindness and goodness tzarech shiyebetchayna im shmiras mitzvahs. It has to be coming from a place of bittel. Again, if a person is just sitting back and like, okay, Hashem's going to take care of everything, and I'm going to sleep in bed and oversleep shachras, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a bitachin in Hashem that's coming from an absolute removal of one's ego and a complete his batlus and a complete nullification to God's will. And that has to express itself in keeping Hashem's will and keeping Ratzon Hashem. So because this bitachin that we're talking about is within the context and the framework of bittel, so obviously, automatically, it's 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 understood that it has to be, an exp- that, that that it has to come with shmir sa mitzvahs and taking Yiddishkeit even more seriously because that's what that's what a that's what a nullified Jew Hashem looks like. But if you're at the same time, you know, oversleeping or not learning and not taking things seriously and just you know living living a, a life of pleasure and at the same time oh, the bunch will continue to give me, then that bitachin is not coming from bittel. You're, 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 the person is Adrabba, full of oneself, and he's using Bitochen as, as a way of, of facilitating his own self-indulgences. That's not what we're talking about at all. We're talking about Bitochen that comes from saying that I, I, my entire existence is nothing but a vessel for Hashem's will. That, that, that's what Bitochen means. So what does it mean a vessel for Hashem's will? It means that Hashem wants to give good in the world, I'll be the vessel for that. Hashem wants tzitzis in the world, I'm going to put on tzitzis. Hashem wants daven in the world, I'm going to daven. Hashem wants drilling in the world. It, it, it's, it's making yourself a vessel for that shefa. That shefa begashmias, and, and, and shefa in terms of rats and Hashem, in terms of ruchmias, keeping to our mitzvahs. Again, you understand, so it's not, it's not just bit, I trust, and at the same time I'm going to use it as a crutch. That's not what bitachin is. We're talking about is making yourself a vessel for Hashem. The more you make yourself a vessel for Hashem, then it's more just what Hashem wants. What does Hashem want? Hashem wants to be mashpia good things. And Hashem wants to, wants to have the world a place of holiness. So the more you make yourself a vessel for that, for what Hashem wants, then what does Hashem want? Tzitzis and Tefillin and Kashas and Shabbos. And He also wants Yidin Tav Parnasa. So you, the more you make yourself a vessel for what Hashem wants, then automatically it will come into your life. And there's no reason to think otherwise. 
the cup shouldn't think, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worthy of, of being, you're a cup, that's your job. Your job is to be filled. It's not, the, it's not for the cup to be stinking, you know, going to a therapist and saying, you know, I'm not, I don't know if I'm worthy of, of having water inside of me. The, the, the pitcher's thinking, it's, it's, it's not about you. It's not about you. I need, I need water to be, to be in the world, so I need a cup. A, you make yourself into a cup, and then hashpah is calm. Hashpah is begashmiz, and hashpah is brochniz. You've got to make yourself a cup. This guy that's oversleeping davening and saying, Abish is a helfin, that's not making himself a cup. That's, that's using bitachin as a way for him to allow himself just to sleep. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about bitachin as, a, as an expression of bitl. That, that's bitachin. That's a bitachin that's poil. So he says, that's why the Pasuk, after talking about this mitzvah, of remembering the story of the man, which means that the Rabbanu Shem is mashpia, it's not about you. The Rabbanu Shem is being mashpia. So then the Pasuk says, but keep mitzvahs. In other words, because if you don't keep mitzvahs, it means you're not really doing this bitachin properly. It means you're not making yourself a vessel. But if you're keeping mitzvahs in that way of bitol, then of course the Rabbanu Shem will be mashpia vaitr as well, because you're just a cop. And Hashem, then, then, you're, then you're, what you're positioning yourself in is just to facilitate what God wants. And what does God want? He wants Kedusha, he wants Mitzvahs, and he wants Parnosa for Yidin. That's what he wants. That's the idea. Now, in Maramukka number two, Maramukka number two, so uh, Rav Tzaddik elsewhere in Sefer Dover Tzaddik, page 84, explains that this Indian of Bitochen, which, again, we saw started off as a Mitzvah on the soldier, says Rav Tzaddik, based on a Pasuk in Sefer Dvarim, that there's a Mitzvah to remember the story of the Mun, means that this is a mitzvah, in fact, in every single Yid, to just remember that the Rabbani Shalom is mashpia, and you just have to make yourself into a cup, into mamish nothing, just a vessel for Hashem, and the Hashpah is come. Says Rat Tzaddik in Maramukha number two, in Sefer Dover Tzaddik, that this is really Be'emes, the Indian of, of the Yant of Asukas. The whole Yant of Asukas is really about this. Now we'll see why I'm bringing this up now, you'll see, you'll see in, a, in a few minutes. V'zeo in Chag Asukas. Says Rat Tzaddik, this is the Indian of Sukkis. Shu men ha-simcha, right? Shu zman ha-simcha, it's a mistake. Sukkis is a time of Simcha. What's the Simcha of Sukkis? Ha'inu mitzah ki v'sukkis, shu achisoyin b'tzel Hashem, what sukkah? Sukkah comes right after your Rosh and Kippur, right? So Rosh and Kippur, we're davening, davening, we have a good year, should be a good year, zechrin lochaim, and so on. And then comes the answer of sukkah, man simcha seinu. What's the simcha? The simcha is, is avada going to be a good year? Aye, how do you know? Maybe you didn't deserve it. That's exactly what sukkah is. Sukkah is, it's not about you. Sukkah is that you make yourself into a cup, and you're just sitting in the shade of Hashem's of Hashem's of Hashem's uh, protection. And it's whatever Hashem wants. And what does Hashem want? Of course Hashem wants us to have a good year. It's no shayla. So the only, we, we can't get ourselves in the way. You, you know. So the, only, the simcha sukkah comes from habetucha is the from the confidence in the Yeshua Hashem. Vasimcha vashal vahamitis, belishon daiga, a person truly being besimcha and at peace, without any concern, made al mitas hamiftach shaloy, is an indication on the fact that he's a real betech basham. The more a person is, has this confidence and, and, and trust in Hashem's kindness and goodness, the less daigus, the less worry that you personally have. To, so that, that's the, you know, they parallel each other. So sukkis is a yantif, which is all about not having daiga, having simcha. That's reflective of the confidence in the Jewish people that it's taka going to be good, and the Rabban Shum is just, is a mative, and he's going to continue to be mashpia. But again, like we saw last time, which is called bitl b'metzias, or mechias amalek. Right? Okay. Now, the question that probably many of you are thinking, maybe amongst other questions, could be one question you're thinking is, what is this guy talking about? That's number one. But that could be, let's, I'm, I'm not going to answer that question. So the next question that you might be thinking is, yeah, but Lamaisa, we see that doesn't always work like that. 
or, or, or we'll, make it, make, we'll make it a more sophisticated question. We would assume that, the, that all the tzaddikim are holding by this madriga. So how is it possible for a tzaddik to ever have anything bad in his life? Mela, a regular Jew that goes through tzar, so you can say he's not holding by this madriga of bitachin. So he's not making himself a cup. So if he's not making himself a cup, then it's already a cheshbon. Does he deserve it? Does he not deserve it? But by a tzaddik, we would assume a tzaddik is holding by bitl b'metziyas. A tzaddik is holding by b'chiyas amolek. Tzaddik is bottled to the Ratzon Hashem. And if he's bottled to the Ratzon Hashem, it's this madrega bitochen. And if it's this madrega bitochen, then it's whatever Hashem wants. And certainly Hashem is mashpi, he's a toiv and he's a meter. So why would a tzaddik ever have anything bad? So Leshem asked the question. Take a look at Marmok number three. <coughs> Leshem, again, the same place in Sefer Day that we saw last week. So the Leshem gives a few different explanations for this. The first, the first uh, explanation is really not for tzaddikim, but it's just to see it. He says like this. The first thing he says of when bitachin, when this trick of, when this type of bitachin does not work. So first of all, he says it doesn't work, how we saw by Rav Tzaddik, if you're using bitachin as a way not to keep mitzvahs properly. Because again, that's not, that's, that, that's not bitachin coming from bitl, that's bitachin coming from Adarab, from your own yeshes. So he says, Kishinas achet besibas atzma, the person, Chasrishon doesn't have era, and the reason why he's doing it and his, and his laxity in mitzvahs and yiras Hashem is because he trusts in Hashem's goodness, then that's not, that, that, that's not the bitachin that we're talking about that come, that's coming from a place of making yourself into a cup and making yourself bottle to Hashem. Shesoyimchen al that you trust in, 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 in the Hashem's goodness, umakilin esatzman, and be lenient on yourself, leilech achashiris liban, to go after your own heart's desires, that's avur shem betuchem al because you're confident in Hashem's goodness, that means the bitachin is becoming uh, ugly. The bitachin is, is becoming an avera. Or again, in our context, it's the opposite of bittel. It's the opposite of bittel. So obviously, that, that's number one. Obviously, and certainly that bitachin, the person feels, does not guarantee anything. If anything, it's a, it's, it's a disaster. It's, it's leading to a negative thing. Because he's making the, the confidence, the bitachin, the trust, itself as a source of sin. So obviously that's not by tzaddikim, but that that goes without saying. Like we saw from tzaddik again, the whole inyan of bitachin. Again, this is the chiddush, and, and appreciate this that when you find in the svarim this inyan of betech Hashem, trust in Hashem, think good, it'll be good. It's all from has to be from a place of bittel. It's coming from a place of seeing yourself as nothing but a shliach of the rebbeinu in this world to allow the rebbeinu to bring what he wants into the world. What does he want in the world? He wants, he wants good things for Yidin, and he wants bracha, v'hatzlach, and all things, but he also wants tzitzis and tefillin and kashas and shabbos. This is what he wants. So that, they have to go hand in hand. If, the, if a person is just trusting in Hashem, but not keeping his mitzvahs properly, then, that's not, then the bitachin is not coming from a place of bitol, and then that's not the system we're talking about. So that goes without saying. But again, the kash that we're talking about is what about by tzaddikim, that are going in such a way. So he says like this. He continues on. Ve'en kama so you could have a question... He says you shouldn't, but you could have a question about many kedoshim. Mirashi Rishonim, earlier tzaddikim. So you know generations that look, you know, people that go down history as mamish big tzaddikim. Shesavlo kamatzaros v'roys. They went through a lot of difficulty. So why didn't they use this trick of bitachin to be poil? And they would have been saved. So the leshem says two explanations. Achda kimida acheres haisabem. First of all, first of all, by many tzaddikim. They have a certain mida, a certain approach, which is for, as follows. There are some tzaddikim that they don't want, they don't want, 
they're, they're happy to accept suffering because it's called Yisur and Shalava. Now that's a sugi by itself. What does Yisur and Shalava mean? Usually when we think of Yisur and punishment, it's like to clean out of Averis. But by Tzadikim, they don't have that. But there is such a thing as Yisur and Shalava, suffering that comes just because of Ahava and it's able and it brings and it hel- it's helping other Yidin. Let's say, so the Tzadik himself can have Bitochen and he'll only have good things. But sometimes the Tzadik accepts upon himself to go through in Yonim for the sake of helping other Nishamas. That the Tzadik says, I'll take it, and it'll allow other, other Nishamas to be fixed through his suffering, and uh, other, other Nishamas will be able to have good things. This idea, by the way, again, this is Mamish in parentheses, but this idea of a Tzadik taking suffering upon himself to alleviate Tzaras from other Yidin, sounds like another religion, but that, that's coming from Yiddishkeit. Like every, like it, ju- it was just corrupted and polluted and brought to the toilet. But, uh, but the, the Indian of, uh, of a tzaddik accepting Yisrael Shalava to alleviate tzars from other Yidin, that's a very holy principle. That's not a, that's not a shocking thing. So this is a, that's, one, that's one explanation. <clears throat> so again, very often there's another midah that they're running their lives with. So sometimes they'll accept the, the Yisur, and just like Rabbi Kiva said, right, his whole life he's waiting to die al Kiddush Hashem. He, said, he didn't see that as like something to avoid with Bitochen. He, he embraced it. He embraced because he, he knew whatever it is, the Tikkun and the Kalah Yisrael needed, required a tzaddik of his stature to take that Tzaras. And he's happy to do it. Umeham, there's another quality. They don't want to be matriach. To a certain degree, it's like a certain bittel also. Like, I don't want to... In order to get out of that tsar... And I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, the Gemara says in Tainus... I think it was Rechini Ben Daisa. The Gemara says Rechini Ben Daisa was very, very poor. So it was Nizga, So he said one time to the Rabbani Shalom, like, why am, I, why am I so poor? So the Rabbani Shalom said, if you want, I'll bring the world back to Taiva Vayu. I'll reboot the system and you'll be wealthy. Yeah. So there is such a thing. So if Rechim Medesa wanted, he could have said yes, and fine. We'll be Mashana the whole thing, we'll start over again. So there is such a thing of, there's an expression of Bittal that the Tzaddik has, which is he doesn't want to be Matriach on the Rebbe to change things even using Bitochen. Whatever it is it is. I mean, I, there's a Maimah from the Tzemach Tzaddik about this, that Moshe Rabbeinu, after he's threatened by Parai, right, his life is in danger, he kills the Mitzri, so Moshe Rabbeinu has to run away. So the Tzemach Tzaddik asks, why would he run away? It was Moshe Rabbeinu. He killed the Mitzri with Shemus Akhtoshim. So we're talking, we're talking about someone that's not, uh, you know, what's, what's he worried, worried about exactly? And especially according to Chazal, that already... He tried. He was almost. He, they tried to execute him, and his neck turned to stone. So, we're, you know, so what are you running away for? It says it's an said that was Moshe Rabbeinu getting to the highest level of bit. It was like, yeah, we matriach, matriach. To change teva is also like a tirch. I'm so nothing. I don't even want to do that. So I'll go with the way. The way is to run away. I'll run away. So there's such another idea. Such another. So once some tzaddikim are makabel and says yisurin to misakin other neshamis, and sometimes it's, that's their expression of bittles, that they don't want to get in the way of derchateva. They're happy to accept it. Now the final three lines, this is where it's going to lead us into the next little piece, and then I'm going to have to run away. So he says, v'chein, hiniyesh v'za'oid ininelam, then there's another secret inyan that's going on as well. Kilapa'amim, sometimes, kasher huber tzoni yisparach lohoviyak zeradavka, apikisha derachmana, sometimes the rabbani shloilam has his secret, Sheba secret, Sheba secret, of why he, think, why he knows certain things have to happen. 
And that's called Kivshid Rahmana, the, the treasure houses of God. In Yanim that no one can explain why or what. Just Gezeris that have to come into the world that no one can explain why. And the Rabbanu Shalom therefore says a lesson of a Mardikah thing. The Rabbanu Shalom has to stop the Tzadikim from standing in the way of these Gezeris. Now the Rabbanu Shalom knows that if the Tzadikim are B'teich Pashem, then the Gezeris bottle. So what does the Rabbanu Shalom do? As Mesalak is the Rabbanu takes away the Bechir from the Tzadikim, and puts worry in their heart, until it's impossible for him to have Bitachin, and then the Gzera is manifest. But this was all part of the Chesh, and the Rabbanu Shalom wanted this to happen. So the Rabbanu Shalom sometimes needs, Gzeras have to come, and then the lack of Bitachin that the Tzadik feels is not his fault. That's the, that's, that's, the Rabbanu Shalom is taking away his Bechir at that moment, and just forcing him to have fear in order for that uh, tsar to come through. Fine, that's the last one. Huh? That brings him to a higher level. Eventually brings him to a higher level. Now, so now we're going to see the last piece from Ratzadik. So, so Ratzadik, in his classic Ishbitzer Dika way, that last thing that I, just, that I just ended off with is a little bit of a. I don't want you can't end this year like that. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a. I'm not downer, but it's like a heavy idea that Gazeris that have to be. Some classic Ishbit style, Ratzavik says, when that happens, it's Chagufa, a Siba for the highest, deepest Giloy of Elikos. What do I mean? So I mentioned before in, in Maramokka number two in the Sefer Dover Tzedek, mm-hmm. so this Indian of Bitochen in the, in the Chesed Vashmintz is Yantav Asukas. So the Gemara says in the Vaidazar, a famous Maisha, the Gemara says that Lasa Lavai, even after. The Nitzachin, after, after our victory over Mayev and Amayin, and even after our victory against Amalek, there's the final, final separation between the nations of the world and Knesset Yisrael, and ushering Knesset Yisrael into that period that's called Olam Haba, that's called Chies and Mason, that's called Mamish, L'sanig al Hashem. And says the Gemara of Adizara, at that last moment of separation between Yid and Gai, after, we already conquered all the enemies, but just to really, the last straw in terms of just separating the universes altogether, it's all different species, says the Gemara, the, the nations of the world are going to be given a final test. And what's the test? Sukkahs. They're going to give the mitzvah sukkah. And the Gemara says, every guy is going to build a sukkah, and the Rebbe is going to take out the sun, right? It's going to be extremely hot. And what's going to happen? They're going to come out of the sukkah, they're going to kick the sukkah in frustration. That's going to be the final clarity how Yidim Gai's Mamish different, different oilimists altogether. So says the Gemara, I understand. If, if it's too hot, you're putter from a sukkah. So says the Gemara, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Yidim are also putter from a sukkah, but we don't kick the sukkah when you leave. The Gaim are going to kick the sukkah when they leave. What's the sight of that? Look how Ritzelik Taishas the Gemara. So Maramak number five is Rasisa Laila, page 142. Ubi Zoom. It's tafk in this mitzvah, yebir hagayim la'asit. This is what's going to clarify the, the final gemar sheva gemar of our victory. The final completion of the completion of our victory over the nations of the world comes with this mitzvah sukkah. Like the gemar says in Avadizar. Now, says Ritzalik, it sounds like Hashem is playing a game with them. Mitzvah sukkah, but then I make it hot. What type of, uh, it's not nice. So it says Ritzalik like this, the gam mukach. Says so like, sometimes it happens with us also. That what? Hainu. What do I mean? What does it mean in Pneumius that we have a sukkah and we're ready to sit in the sukkah, but it's too hot, we can't sit in it? 
So it says, the gam etzel b'nei Yisrael, it means that sometimes by Yidin, the following scenario happens. That that sometimes we trust in Hashem and we're confident in Hashem's kindness. And, you know, uh, we do all of that, which is the need of sukkah, right? Well, again, what was the mitzvah sukkah? Betech Hashem, trach good, and it's going to be good, I'm just a vessel. And the Rebbe is mative, and, he's, and the Rebbe is good, and he wants to do good, and the Rebbe wants parnos, and he wants hashboi stuff, all that stuff. And we go into the sukkah, and what happens? The sun comes out, and we have to leave the sukkah. What does that mean? That not always when we're betech Hashem, not always does it work out. I, we just went through a whole thing, shiurim upon shiurim, that this is a system, it works out. It says Ratzadik, there are some secrets of the universe that sometimes it doesn't work out. But that, when it doesn't work out, even after Bitochen, that's not just uh, you throw your hands up, what can you do? That's a moment of clarification of the deepest bittel of Nishmas Yisrael to God, that even after all the Bitochen and all the bittel that you go through, and everything that makes sense in the system itself should dictate that you should have good things, and Afal Pekin you don't, Afal Pekin you're Bisemcha. That's the highest madriga bittel. In Chesidus, it's called bittel be'etzam. This bittel hayesh, put yourself, put yourself interest to the side and focus on, on what Hashem needs of you. That's defeating Maya of Amma and Plishtim. Then there's what's called bittel be'metzias, which is, I'm just a cup. It's bechal, I'm not even talking about, there's no me. I'm just, I'm just a vehicle for, for good things to come into the world. But, 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 but that madriga of bittel be'metzias is, is also assuming what I think God would want. So I know what God wants. I know He wants Sitzes and Tzvillin, but I'm assuming He wants Yidin Tafranasa too. You see, it's a, a residue of self. Residue of self. The highest madriga is Bittal Be'etzim, which is, Shalom, I'm just a cup, and I have no hasag of what you want. And therefore, whatever comes my way, I'm Amish the freedom. And if it means to go, in, so in other words, I'm going into the sukkah, Sukkah means bitachin, it's going to be good, it's going to be gewaldic. And what happens? The sun comes out and it doesn't turn out the way I want it to. I'm still besimcha and I leave the sukkah besimcha. That's the highest madriga of bittel, and that's the ultimate gemar, shabbat gemar of gula. The ultimate gula is to get to this point of, of accepting a scenario where mikiv shidrachmanov, because of the secrets of the universe, that what you were trusting in did not come out, and afalpikin your besimcha. That's the ultimate beer. That's the ultimate clarification between Yid and Guy. And that's something that Guy can't do. To leave the sukkah, the simcha, he can't do it. He'll kick the sukkah. That he can't do. That he can't do. He says, This is the difference between a Yid and a Guy. The Gam in Marin Loi, that by a Yid, even if from heaven there's negativity coming his way, he doesn't complain. But by a guy, he'll regret everything he did until now. He'll regret, he'll, he'll regret building the sukkah. And he'll kick the sukkah on his way out. That's, that's the guy. So you see, this is the mahalach. This is the, the process. And these are all stages. In, in, in the first two stages are stages going, connecting to the Lukut Imran that we're talking about the, this morning. The first two stages are B'derech Melchama. There's an Itzachin. There's a conflict between you and the enemy, and you're conquering the enemy. First you conquer Mayav, and then you conquer the Amalek Shev Mayav, so to speak. Right? Or whatever the nation is. But the highest Madrega, by this moment of the Gemara Navai it's not, it's not B'derech Melchama. It's revealing how we're talking about two different, two different types of beings, B'chalal Yid and Agai. 
do different types. So the, the first two madregas of bittel bittel hayesh and bittel mimitzias, where there's even where there's a yesh, where there's still a yesh by the yid, bittel hayesh for sure, and even bittel mimitzias, there's a residue of yesh in terms of you having an assumption of what God wants of you. That already means you're on the same playing field as the guy, and you're just fighting. You're just victorious. You're overcoming the yesh with nullification. But the highest madriga bittel betzim is that this bechal no yesh. I'm not even allowing myself to presuppose what God wants, what I would think God wants. I have no idea. That's an ultimate bittel, and that undermines the very ground that the guy is standing on. That's not b'derach Muhammad, that's not in a conflict. In order to have conflict, you have to have a point of contact. There's no contact. There's no contact. The only point of contact is yesh. Because Goyim, the nations of the world, are fundamentally self. And the only way to, to fight with them is because you have some element of self. So you're overcoming yourself. That's the two first madregas. But the highest madrega, what's going to be with the Gemara and Sukkah, and the Gemara of Adizar about Sukkah, he said there's, there's no contact. There's no point, there's no, bit, there's no yesh at all by yid. It's bitl betzim. It's bitl betzim. That's the ultimate madrega, and that's the Gemara of Gula Shlema. No, we should be zaycha to be mechazik ourselves and all the soldiers of, of Yidin. We should be zaycha to not have any fear, to have bitachin, and not to even have any conflict at all. The Gula should be barachim, and be eskal tzedek, mehervi, amen.